2: and Big E Energy. Enjoy this episode of Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it, and have an awesome today. Would you? Hi. What's
3: happening? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Good.
0: Happy July
3: 7th. Happy July 7th. It is July 7th, but it's not.
0: July is an interesting month for us because you know what we don't have? Anything in this month?
3: No birthdays.
0: No birthdays, no anniversaries, no celebrations at all.
3: Which is a letdown because June is such a rock'em, sock'em.
0: not, yeah, go ahead, please, yes.
3: Just every other day, it's like, oh, here's another thing. By the way, you forgot this one. Hey, don't
0: don't miss out on this. It's literally a celebration month, all of June. July's nothing. August, we go back into celebration mode.
3: Up to July 4, because you bring in, so June... To July four because you bring in Independence Day. Yeah. Which is a good day after all. We just celebrated it. But yeah. now
0: we're in the sort of doldrums yes. of July. This
3: is the true dead spot of yes. the calendar.
0: So now and then but then August picks back up with the start of school and your <sighs> birthday. My sister's birthday. Everyone has a
3: birthday. My birthday's really exciting always.
0: Well, it is for me. I'm glad
3: you were born. You're glad I have a day of birth.
0: I do, I am. I'm
3: not unglad. I'm just not a I'm not a huge celebrator of my own thing. You know why? Well, I'll tell you why. I
0: know why. Celebrating yourself feels
3: a little bit perverted.
0: That's, no, that's not it. That's not the reason you are all free to celebrate yourselves as much as you would like.
3: I was solely speaking from my own perspective.
0: Okay, here's my theorem.
3: Theorem? Is there multiple theories? It's a mathematical term, a theorem. Can a theorem be singular? I don't know. For some reason, it makes me think of syrup. Yes, it can be singular. There is a math theorem.
0: Okay, here's my theorem on why you don't like your birthday. From the time you were what? Fifth grade
3: until you were... Fourth. Fourth grade. Third. Third and fourth.
0: Third grade. Third grade until you were well into your 20s. Um, As a... No, just listen to me. As a player...
3: Yeah.
0: As a player of football...
3: Of the ball of footing. (laughs) The American footing of the ball...
0: Like the American footing of
3: the ball. You... With no feet other than if you're a punter <laughs> or a kicker. It's the stupidest name.
0: I know. America, Come on. Yeah. American football.
3: Maybe handball was already taken.
0: Well, well, that's a whole conversation. What could football be called if it wasn't football? Chase ball. Chase ball. You were busy. <laughs> I
3: was a chase baller.
0: You were a chase baller and you were always as far as i can call pl- doing not just chase ball you weren't just chasing the ball you were in football two a days the most the most strenuous physically exerting mentally exerting exhausting time of a football player's life which, because it's called two a days because there's two practices a day in the heat of oklahoma summer now, more, when are you
3: I'm going to tell you when. But
0: wait, but wait, there's more. Then after, a, as a player, then you were a football coach. And so not only were there two yeah. practices a day, but you were prepping before practice and after practice, you lived at the office. It's true. So your birthday in the middle of August has always been actually a time of misery. No. <laughs> I thought you were
3: tracking with me. Not misery. <laughs> Busy
0: busy misery you
3: you celebrate birthdays on your own time we're here coaching playing doing the things chasing the ball chasing that ball you got your chase ball shoes on Yeah. how you gonna catch it then (laughs) okay so all of
0: that to say I think that has given you a there's like a pathway in your brain that's like birthday equals bad
3: it's not a bad theorem thank you but it's not correct okay I would look back, and I can't remember. I'm trying to do mental math, which is always it's always a bad idea.
0: You're, you do mental math for a literal living.
3: No, I use paper. Paper, pencil. Like
0: a caveman? Calculator,
3: spreadsheet. <laughs> Sometimes I count on my fingers and my toes. Okay. I'm not a, I'm not a wizard of mental math. It takes right. a while. And for this specific point, I'm not that concerned. By the details, So I'm just going to say I was either 10 or 11. Mm -hmm. That should be a tight enough time frame for this story. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: If you're on board.
0: I'm on board. Let's do it.
3: If that's okay. Let's chase this ball. If you're not objecting.
0: All the way down the field. Let's move that chain. Okay. (laughs) I remember a few things from being a coach's wife.
3: (laughs) Except that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't. I could go a long ways there. Not going to it there. Um, Listen, okay. 10 or 11. I can't remember which it was. It was my birthday.
0: Roll those chains. It was my birthday. <laughs> That's
3: what the is. chains were rolling. <laughs> okay. And that year, I got a pair of forearm pads, which were for football,
0: mm-hmm.
3: that... And this is an odd thing, because while I'm not a big mental math guy, and sometimes dates and numbers are weird, some numbers I can't escape. And I know that those pads cost $9.96. At the TG&Y? No. (laughs) No, you had to actually go to a sporting goods store for these at the time. Yes. This was pre-academy. Ooh. Uh, I don't even know if if Dick's Sporting Goods was around, they weren't in our neck of the woods. Uh It was whatever local mom and pop owned. Yes. In fact, we had to drive... From Chandler to Shawnee to get them. But that's what I got. Okay. For my for my birthday in that same year, or that same day rather, my sister got a car. Whoa. On your birthday? On my birthday.
0: That's not how birthdays
3: so work. That's not I how they work. I mean, and I don't so mean to do,
0: be disrespectful to your parents, but that's literally I've, not how birthdays work. I
3: vetoed my birthday <laughs> at that point going forward to say if this is how it works out, I just don't even care
0: oh you've been carrying that
3: torch you've been hauling that that smoldering burned out (laughs) torch the whole time
0: for all these decades yep i'm
3: leading the sad parade I
0: never knew that there was a psychological trauma be- yeah. behind why you don't like your birthday. I, I thought mean, it was because of two-a-days. I
3: won't lie. I honestly am still a little bit butthurt about mm-hmm. that. It bothers me.
0: Why don't you confront your mother about that this year? This uh, is okay.
3: the year to do it. Is it this year on my birthday? Oh, on your birthday. Maybe I should get all liquored up first and call her, drunk caller. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here. Drunk
0: <laughs> dial your mother. Listen. Also,
3: we at it. Five years ago today. <laughs> I was shafted.
0: <laughs> and while you're at it, call your sister too. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Do it. I
3: hope call. you saw the car, you wrecked, you idiot. <laughs> you're stupid. And now I'm older. <laughs> oh, that went dark.
0: That got so dark. I didn't even know we were going to talk about your birthday, let alone your
3: You drug me childhood into it. You drug me into trauma. it. Trauma. Sometimes you just, you, you pop the top of the emotional canister and I can't stop
0: it. It just starts spewing out. I've been
3: holding this in for 35 years. Just coming out today. <laughs> Oh, that's ridiculous.
0: Ooh, okay, it's not even August it's yet. We're on July seventh. We
3: aren't even on an official topic yet.
0: <laughs> 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 All right, good that uh, that vodka in the freezer. Though I
3: guess so. Man,
0: <laughs> get you good and good and prime for some good discussion. Yeah. All right, it is July 7th. Welcome back to Awesome Today. Welcome. Um, You have some topics. I want to do mine after yours.
3: All of it after mine? Yeah. How about we back and forth it?
0: No way, because this is a whole, my thing is a whole chunk.
3: Well, so is my second one, maybe.
0: We'll do your first one.
3: Okay. My first one is kind of chunky, too. (laughs) All right. Okay. So July 7th of 1912. It's a long time ago. Yes, sir. And I am consulting notes. For those of you who have not caught prior things, I do have a teleprompter here, yep. a.k.a. laptop, yeah. that I use to help guide me through. I struggle with names and numbers and the English language on occasion,
0: <laughs> uh, a
3: lot of things, so I do have some notes here. Yep. Jim Thorpe.
0: Oh, yeah. And
3: if anybody who grew up in Oklahoma, yes. absolutely, especially right. if you grew up in the 80s, yes, you know who Jim Thorpe I is.
0: absolutely know who Jim Thorpe is.
3: He, and I suck because I didn't write down what tribe. Uh, He's a Native American. I didn't write down what tribe he's from. I cannot recall off the top of my head. Dang it. He was born in Prague, Oklahoma, which is a team I competed against when I grew up. Yes. We played against them. They didn't have, thankfully, any Jim Thorpes on their team. Jim Thorpe in college. What?
0: I want to point out for the people who are not from Oklahoma that we're not hillbilly rednecks. We understand that. In Czechoslovakia, mm-hmm. that city might be called Prague.
3: Prague, yes. And Prague is how Oklahoma pronounces it. It yes. is it is a town that was settled by Czech yes. people that immigrated. But they,
0: they through time and whatever happens, yeah. it's become Prague over the years. And
3: I don't know how you would exactly say Kolachi in Czech, but yeah. when you're in Prague it's it's the Kolachi festival. Yes. And that is every year. Yes. It's wonderful. I'm okay. sure Jim enjoyed him a kolache. I was trying to just,
0: def- maybe. Yeah. I was trying to defend your honor and not let anyone I appreciate that you're that. a ding-dong who doesn't know how to say hmm. Prague. I am a
3: ding-dong. but I And I do know how to say Prague. I am actually. Czech. Czech. Yes. That's one of my three major genetic players. Yes. it's probably a lot of what's wrong with me or <laughs> right with me. I'll let you decide. Okay. So, yeah, native of Prague, Oklahoma. Um, he was in college. He was two years in a row. He was an all-American running back, phenomenal, phenomenal athlete. Um, so in 1912, he won the pentathlon hmm. at the Olympics on this um, day. On you this day, okay. mm-hmm. Which meant so, and to do so, he placed first in the broad jump, the 200 meter sprint, the discus throw, and the 1500 meters. And then he placed third in the javelin. These were the things that would have sealed it for him. But he also placed fourth in the high jump and then seventh in the long jump. Just didn't medal in those two. Okay. Um, Just a freak of an athlete. Mm -hmm. Um, His second medal of the game, that was all just for one medal. Yeah. To do all that crap. Mm -hmm. That's five things to win your medal. It feels like a podcast, right? Get on that. Let's figure that one out. Okay. The second medal that he won uh, in those games came from the decathlon where he broke the world record. Uh, now he was later stripped of these medals.
0: Oh, I forgot about that part. Of yeah,
3: day. because they'd figured out that in 1909 and in 1910, which is pre 1912, right? Yeah that he had played minor league baseball and received a check this was back when the Olympics had to be at least from the American perspective amateur athletes oh, only okay, yes. now in reality there was there was no small number of Olympians who had done exactly that and they weren't doing it out of greed it wasn't like contracts back then or oh, what, right. what they are now yeah they were trying to live and pay bills sure, yeah. the difference was that he used his own name. Mm -hmm. as he played professional sports and got paid, and many of the others at least used a pseudonym and got away with it. Oh, dear. I don't like that Uh, at all. Yeah, you know, it happens. Now, he went on to help launch the American Professional Football Association, which is what then transitioned into, through a few iterations, into the NFL. Okay. He played as well, and, and this is the kind of athlete the guy was. So after he was done playing as like a pre-game or halftime show he would go out and stand at the 50 yard line and he would punt which is to hold the ball at arm's length in front of you drop it and then kick it out of the air he would punt the ball from the 50 through the uprights that's
0: insane. which is that's literally insane.
3: from the 50 to the back of the end zone where the uprights are that's 60 yards wow and then elevation all that that means he was punting the ball at least 70 yards in the air Dang. And then while he was playing, he was known for a, a gimmick in practice. Whatever he would punt the ball, and then run and catch it himself before it hit what? the ground. And not that's not real. not just straight up in the air and a few steps, but he would punt and then run because he was fast. Oh my! Goodness. Yeah, he was. He was a true. What a legend. True freak of athletic performance. He was, uh, for a long time, considered the greatest athlete of all time. Goat. Um, the reason, goat yes, level. the goat. Yes. The reason why people who grew up in Oklahoma in the 80s would absolutely know this name is because it was then in 1982... That his olympic medals were restored to
0: him. <gasps> okay
3: yeah
0: now it all makes sense also i grew up in many a small town in oklahoma not just one and a number of towns in oklahoma have a jim thorpe boulevard
3: yes indeed so and in athletics there is the jim thorpe award and yes there's a lot of a lot of thorpisms
0: yes okay well thank you for your contributions Posthumously we're saying this. David yeah.
3: Corp. I'm sure that if people can hear us in the afterlife, he did. And he gave us a thumbs up.
0: Thumbs up. Okay. That's good stuff.
3: I was pretty fired up. Yeah. A lot of memories come to mind from that.
0: Okay. Flip over to my thing on the teleprompter. Okay. I can't even see the tabs. They're open. Can you make that bigger for your old Can <laughs> for I, make your this old
3: I don't know how. Holy <laughs> crap. I made it bigger.
0: Ah, we did it. Okay. Now Listen. This day, July 7th, Mm -hmm. 2007, which that's a good year for us. We had a baby that year.
3: We did. Which one of them? It would have been the second baby.
0: (laughs) Yes, So
3: Number two. Yes. The deuce.
0: The deuce. On this day in 2007, there was an official declaration of the new seven wonders of the modern
3: world. Not to be confused with the old seven wonders of ancient world.
0: I didn't know that you were going to put this on the teleprompter. I had planned to have this on my own screen and I was
3: going to give you a pop quiz. I already read it all. I won't remember it, but go ahead.
0: To see if you knew any of the wonders of the, of the ancient world.
3: I would have guessed, I would have guessed one, um, one of them.
0: And it probably would have been the first one on the list, yes, right? The yes. Great Pyramid of Giza mm-hmm. in Egypt. That's one that most people, if you just were like point blank, name one of the seven wonders of the world. Most people would probably take it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, the Great Pyramid. Also the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. Of course, that's in Iraq or uh, where what we call Iraq today. Um, those were multi-level gardens.
3: Yes. Do you remember
0: mm-hmm.
3: in like what, seventh grade uh, uh physics class, or anything history, yeah. anything covering this? Not really. Oddly, no. oddly, I do. I remember the Hanging Gardens because it was a fascinating concept. Okay.
0: Interesting. I don't remember that. You went to better public schools than I did. so It was
3: still a basketball coach teaching history. So,
0: <laughs> All right. We also had the Temple of Artemis at Ephesus, the Statue of Zeus at Olympia in Greece. But wait. What?
3: That took 120 years to build the the Temple Temple of of Artemis
0: at Ephesus. That's amazing. Yeah, it it is. Obviously dedicated to the Greek goddess Artemis. Mm -hmm. Um, Later destroyed by arson, which is a shame.
3: They capitalized arson. Is that a person?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Arson burned it to the ground. You, (laughs) sir,
3: get this act named for you. You're a turd.
0: Now on. Yes.
3: We call. All fire bugs will be arsonists. <laughs> That's quite a legacy.
0: <laughs> All right. Again, we got the statue. used at Olympia in Greece. That was destroyed by fire or earthquake. We can't, we can't we know. We can't know. It may it's have been both. antiquity. Arson
3: may have met Mr. Earthquake <laughs> and they had a baby.
0: <laughs> and it destroyed the statue. It destroyed it. We have the mausoleum of Masalios. i know that I did that I, wrong. This is in where
3: um it does not say
0: well uh, well whatever ha- whatever it was, wherever it was. It was big. It was very big. It was uh,
3: 135 feet tall.
0: Yeah, and also, guess what? Disassembled by the Crusaders. Come on, Crusaders. Don't take things apart when you're trying to take
3: back the Holy Land. It was a wonder of sacrilege.
0: Okay. Uh, The Colossus of Rhodes, which was a giant statue of the Greek god Helios.
3: Never heard of that one either.
0: Destroyed by earthquake. And then the Lighthouse of Alexandria. That was in
3: Egypt, obviously. And the tallest man-made structure on earth for centuries.
0: Destroyed by an earthquake. So you gotta yeah. you gotta get that earthquake proofing.
3: Earthquake and yep.
0: Yeah. Now that was obviously focused on the cradle of civilization realm of the world. So mm-hmm. the sort of like Greece down to Egypt, those places, but obviously as the world, uh, our knowledge of the world expanded. They sort of revised it and said, hey, modern world, what is right. great here? So let's go through this because I love this stuff. It's fascinating what humanity can accomplish.
3: Mm-hmm. And and fascinating to me how many things are, are on this updated list. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder when the original list was built. We don't okay. have the date on here because yeah. some of these are also... All of these, quite often, or quite, words in English and things, take two. Quite obviously. Quite obviously, many of these are very old and more impressive, I think, like number one. Right.
0: Exactly. Like number one, which is the Great Wall of China. It's the largest man-made monument ever. Ever. Ever.
3: Visible from space.
0: Visible from space.
3: I know from personal experience. Yes. When I recovered from being kidnapped by ninjas, I went through astronaut training, mm-hmm. and I saw the Great Wall Yeah, from space.
0: Our uh, original listeners so awesome today. We'll remember Kyle's. It happened.
3: Neil Armstrong wore me like uh, oh. in a baby carrier. Yep, yeah, there we go. I didn't actually step on the moon, but I was on his back. We looked over. We was like, hey, is that the Great Wall? And he said, stop talking. You're wasting oxygen. It's was like, sorry, Neil. You have to be such a prick. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. He was really gripey. Well, I can imagine.
0: Okay. <laughs> number two. Uh, the Petra in Jordan, which is Petra on the edge of the desert. It was the glittering capital of the... Nab- oh, should have read through that. Nabataean Empire. Okay. That's number two. Now, number three is an iconic thing. Many of us maybe have not seen it in person, but we've certainly seen pictures of number three, Christ the Redeemer, Christ Redeemer, the statue in Rio de Janeiro,
3: Brazil. I want to see that in my lifetime in person. Absolutely. Yes. I want to touch it.
0: Really? Can you? you? I don't know. I can. Okay.
3: Maybe they'll try not to let me.
0: I feel like you can.
3: I I would think maybe. I don't know.
0: Okay. Well, it's at the top of the Corcovado Mountain
3: Mm -hmm. overlooking Rio
0: de Janeiro number four it is machu picchu in peru that's an ancient inca city mm-hmm. built by the empire i can't pronounce his name so it emperor was, not yeah, an empire. well yes built by an emperor that i cannot pronounce but it is deep in the amazon jungle machu picchu is in peru machucutek machucutek maybe there you go this reminds me <clears> of the <throat> fact that you my friend in your master's work
3: I did. I got did. got that.
0: Master's in Liberal Arts. Would yep. you like to call the what kind of degree?
3: It's the Jeopardy degree. Yes.
0: Because you've got to take a little bit
3: of everything. I take Machu Picchu for a thousand, Trebek. <laughs> Is he even... Who's doing it now? It's Is he still, still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. He's been going forever.
0: Um, but so you took a class on ancient... Uh, it, was,
3: it was the native tribes of Mexico. Yes. So... Obviously, Aztec, well, not just Mexico, but Central and South America. Right. So Aztec, yes. Inca Maya, Peru. Yeah. Um, and then there was there were probably another 15 that we sprinkled through that were smaller.
0: Okay. Smaller, lesser knowns. Lesser Americans.
3: knowns, okay. consumed by the others, all that.
0: Okay. It was really interesting. Well, staying in that same thread, the pyramid at, I'm going to let you pronounce it, Mr. Masters. In I would say
3: Chichen Itza. Okay. In Mexico. But I probably mispronounced it. Don't... Just because I had the class doesn't Shh. mean I know how to read. It
0: could be Chichen. could be Chichen Itza. Anyway, it's in Mexico. And it is the most famous of the Mayan temple cities. It served as the political and economic center for the Mayan civilization. Which
3: was so much bigger and more advanced than probably most of us mm. give credit to. Absolutely. Really something. That yeah. civilization. Yeah. Is what I'm referencing.
1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
3: Well,
0: next on the list is a civilization that eventually met its match, as many of the ancient ones
3: did. As the they all did. Roman Colosseum. Yeah, how it, that didn't make the initial list, I don't know.
0: I know, that does make me pause and think about, like, when the original list of the Seven Wonders was created, but number six on the list of the modern wonders is the Roman Colosseum in Italy. It was a great amphitheater in the center of Rome to celebrate the glory of the Roman Empire. And the
3: killing of Christians.
0: Well, apparently, yes. Romans love to celebrate themselves. And kill Christians. And kill Christians once they came on the scene. And number seven is the Taj Mahal in India. It was no. an actually an immense mausoleum. Built by the 5th Muslim Mughal Emperor to honor the memory of his beloved late wife. I would also love to see the Taj Mahal in person.
3: I would build you a Taj Mahal <clears throat> if by some freak chance you died before me. Okay. It would probably be out of Lagos. Uh We have plenty. We have a lot.
0: Speaking of Lagos, one thing I did today is I rage cleaned the twins. Yes. Bedroom. Yes. I mean, I, I kept was...
3: the office door closed. Yep. And just smiled. You were I was hiding. so pleased.
0: It was an actual rage clean. I was so mad that not only was the room a mess, but that they I openly asked them, mm-hmm. if you want to have this many toys, do you understand you have to take care of them
3: what are what are quick descriptors you would give? What are some bizarre mm similes or metaphors you might use to describe that room.
0: To describe their room? Mm -hmm. It looks like a bomb went off in there at all times. A toy bomb.
3: I was hoping for more creativity. Like the toy aisle at Walmart after the looters came through. That too. That's far more creative and also accurate. It is
0: it was a big mess. And so they reported to me that they would be fine with keeping only a few things Mm -hmm. that they really love. And I could get rid of the rest. These were their own twin words. They spoke spoke to me. And so I grabbed some big old black garbage bags. And I mean, literally fueled by rage and fury alone, cleaned out the room. Now, I did. The reason I thought of this is I did leave them their Legos because they're really fantastic for open-ended play. They actually do play with them. So the Legos
3: are still in there.
0: So you can build me a mausoleum. You want to
3: hear a funny what so after all that had happened and things <laughs> were cleaned up yeah they were they were on the hunt for toys mm-hmm. not that they're without because they they got to keep a certain number yeah of toys. they're not without don't don't feel sorry for
0: them yes don't cry for them but Our they team. got on the
3: hunt and i hear some commotion going on the the upstairs bathrooms next to my office yeah i heard some commotion going on and i caught just in time one of them was getting ready to billy goat mountain climb the toilet to get up to the (laughs) bathtub toy basket because they were looking for one in particular and i was like whoa i grabbed the basket they grabbed it yes and they're out of there they found godzilla
0: well you know actually that proves the point that the fewer toys that kids have the more they treasure the ones they actually want yes and since they're in this big godzilla stage i'm not surprised they went on the hunt for the the missing Um, godzilla
3: matt kept five hulks
0: Five Hulks. I asked them, I said, can you please each choose five things that you would like to keep? And I told them they could keep their Legos and their magnetiles. And so, Mac, not even thinking about, not even missing a beat, said, I I will keep five Hulks. And he went to his thing, got out the five he wanted to keep, and there he goes.
3: And it should be noted that there were more than five to choose from.
0: Ah, there were. Lots of Hulks. Lots of Hulks. All right. So, that was my list. The Seven Wonders of the Modern World. Uh, that list was finalized in an official declaration on this date in two thousand seven.
3: Nice. Nice. Thirteen years ago. You have more? That's it. Okay. I have one more. Okay. And I'm I'm pulling a lot from memory on this because I do have another job and it what? takes time. I know, I know. Where are your priorities? <laughs> giant loser I wish you'd just die already Mm -hmm. all the things Um, uh, I ran out of time but this is something that I have dived into deeply in the past so I would say with all of what I'm getting ready to spout forth, take it with a grain of salt. Don't whip it out like it's absolute knowledge and all that. So
0: basically do do diligence. Yeah. If you're going to
3: share it ahead to anybody else, check it. I'm just going to tell you there's probably going to be some mistakes, some very broad sweeping statements. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. So 2004, Mm -hmm. uh, on this day of June 7, 2004. Uh, July 7. I'm sorry. July 7. You knew what I meant. Names, I mean, words, things. Uh, I downed anybody in the middle of the episode is going to be like, Holy shit, I just lost a month. What happened? This podcast sucks.
0: Now we have to mark this episode for explicit. I mark
3: every one of them for explicit. Because <laughs> I'm sure at some point I get riled up and there. say something that people might be offended by. I well, hope nobody's offended by I don't by think that. people
0: are offended, but they may not want their children to
3: Listen, hear. you should never let your children listen to me. That's why I got out of coaching. <laughs> I had enough parents tell me. No, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. Anyway, on this day, either one month before, after, or today actually, in 2004, the former uh, chairman of Enron, Kenneth Lay, is indicted on 11 counts of securities fraud. Enron. You remember Enron, the name, right? Everybody remembers the name. Yes. But... This is an instance of crime so big yeah. and so intricate, so masterfully done, that to date nobody really does a good job of laying out exactly what they did because we just still don't even know. Really? The the intellect was so great, and they were such a large company, so many different places were, I mean, here's where you got to respect them. I, or how I would respect them is to say, if you're going to be a criminal, be the best criminal you can be. Mm-hmm. You be criminal at everything. Don't just, don't just halfway it.
0: Yeah. Do it all. Yes. See,
3: I held back on the curse words there. You did it. I'm a mature person. Is that a baby waking That's up? It's a baby. Okay. Do we need to address it? He's a baby. It's a boy. Okay. Do we need to pause?
0: Yes. Okay.
3: Pause. Unpause. Okay. <laughs> okay. They they committed in every way, shape, and form. Like the most readily recognized. There's always anytime somebody says securities fraud, that's a pretty blanket statement. Sure. That's like saying car accident, but you have no idea what cars, how many things, okay. just accident, right? Sure. It's it's a broad sweeping thing that's just an easy lumped in there. Yeah. Um, what they did. There was some creativity in terms of they were one of the first adopters of mark-to-market, accounting, and I know this is some speak, but just hang with me. It was early enough at that point in time and not common practice. It was accepted, but not common practice. So anytime you're new into a thing and all that, you have an opportunity to exploit. When it's new, it hasn't been around long enough yet for stricter legislation, regulation, or regulators themselves to understand and get involved in all that. And they were running full speed ahead. Huge company, Mm -hmm. plenty of attorneys, CPAs, JDCPAs, all the wonderful things that you would want and need to really pull the wool over eyes. And that's, that's honestly the bigger stuff that was... Prosecutable because there was a lot of stuff they did that was just in the area of completely unethical, uh, but technically kind of legal because again, they delved into some areas of newness. And one of them, the one, the one, the area I'm most familiar with because of a former project I did for uh, a, a client and an investment endeavor that we were looking at the power and electric industry. Yeah. This is a fascinating thing. The complexity of this space is big and real. Sure. Um, Understand that way back when, it was prohibitive to provide electric power Mm -hmm. to rural communities. Right, right, right. And so as part of the New Deal by Franklin Delano Roosevelt, basically it was not even granting, but forcing, uh, existing power companies into a situation, not that they had to have their arms twisted, but they were, they were given monopolies over specific regions. And in exchange for that, they understood they needed to get power out to the rural communities. Right. And so this was the period then as well of what would now be referred to as regulation on the industry. Yes. Um, I could go on for a long time about that, and nobody wants to hear it, (laughs) although it's fun talking about it. Um, And it was then, decades later, then part and parcel, because we're still not there yet as a country, but part and parcel, we began state by state, region by region, going through what is then dubbed deregulation, Mm -hmm. which is a removal of the monopoly, opening up of a truer we trying to open up a true or free market in the realms of production, right. transmission, which are the huge overhead lines if you're driving through the country and see those big transmission lines, because usually you don't have a production facility right inside of a city. Yeah. Unless the city grew up around it, the preference is to have it outside. You have the big transmission lines that run even all across the nation, state to state, interstate, all that. And then your distribution system, which is the smaller lines that are either above head or buried underground that run through neighborhoods and city streets and whatnot. Used to be fully vertically integrated. One company did it all. These were the monopolies that were granted all that. So this is breaking up. And California was one of the first to go through deregulation.
0: Okay.
3: Anytime you're the first. You're probably going to make some mistakes.
0: Okay.
3: And they did because they didn't truly go deregulated. They kind of just a little bit. Just, 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 I could say something terrible here. I'm not going to say it. They just, just a little bit, just a little bit. Okay. And then they left other things undoubtedly because of political pressures and whatever else they left things in place. And when you do that, man, you, for anybody that that's cognizant of how a system works. Yeah. Has been around all that. They're going to look and say, now, you did this, and it created this, and you didn't mean to, but it's there, so I'm going to monkey with that. Okay. Enron was in the business of energy, and not just oil and gas, but electricity as well.
0: I thought you were going to say they were in the business of monkeying with things.
3: Of monkeying with things. That, too. I thought you were going to say that. You thought I was going to say they were in the business of Big D energy, and that's a whole different (laughs) Hey not to be confused with this they may have had that too i would guess they did the error that it they occurred yeah they certainly by the end of times they were they were waving it around it got pretty rampant um how to explain this my word because it is so complex uh-huh. so a power line a power line uh, transmission line all the way down to the distribution lines there's a limit to how much sure. it can hold. Just like a garden hose can only hold so much pressure before it pops, yeah. power lines just with electricity will actually get heavy and droop and sag and eventually break if they're too full. And so yeah. production has to be in contact with both, you know, current consumption that's going on as well as projections for next day. It's a pretty complex thing because up until yes. recently with introduction of of battery storage which still is not a big thing yet it's literally you have to make it as it's demanded have it ready have it be there and there's not a whole lot of wiggle room where you get rolling blackouts you get transformers blowing up you get problems Mm -hmm. it's a really complex industry yeah well enron pretty sharp they get involved in a lot of facets of production and transmission, but then also they have a—they're a major player on the trading side of things, which electricity is, is is traded in many facets, almost just like a stock market. Yeah. Only it's it's much shorter time frames and it's a faster-paced business even than that industry. Mm-hmm. And so they had. I believe, and this is where I'm, I'm guessing a little bit from memory, I believe they had production facilities inside of California, but I know they had production facilities outside of California. Okay. When when you're talking about, again, production facilities outside of the place that's consuming it, that means everything's got to travel in sure, yeah. on, these, on these main, just like a water main, these main transmission lines of electricity, right? Mm-hmm. And what if... You know what if the person on the far edge away from that main power supply if they're in need line line congestion gets to be a thing where you're you're producing it the need is greater than the speed at which it can travel problems occur you have rolling blackouts all these yes. things well because of enron's ability and it wasn't just them there were a lot of people playing this game they were just the big players they would do some things. Uh, and one last point that, that factors into this is that any time that power was sold to California, their, their, their system there, uh C A I S O, if you ever want to look that up, that's if you're really into this type of stuff, uh the queso group not queso like you eat not the delicious kind they they had a deal set up where if you were buying it from across state lines which is still a laughable concept when you mm. really understand how electricity is transmitted um, that there was even a greater amount of money mm. to be made yes so Enron would mess with along with many others they would mess with sometimes in coordination with each other production within mm. the state. Production outside of the state, purposefully congesting the lines, doing things, and to the degree, this is where it gets fascinating to me, to the degree where oftentimes the electricity that they would sell or even just contract to sell but not actually have to produce and deliver because of this forward market where you don't know if the demand's going to be there. So they create false demand, they congest lines, they do all this, and then they'd sell something without actually delivering it and charge 800 times. The wow. price of what it was worth, and because of how California didn't fully deregulate, yeah. but only partially deregulated, that left then some of the major players like uh, oh uh, something uh, Edison. I can't remember the names of the the major. Mm-hmm. Power companies or anybody listening from there probably knows them. They screaming see it the, right the names now. on their bill. They're screaming uh, it, but they put one of them out of business and the other one almost completely or into bankruptcy. Yeah, and the other one, uh, Pacific Edison. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, it was it was just a insane deal, and it was so well designed and orchestrated, and so well known even by many of who were participating in it, that all of these schemes had their own names, like the Death Star, and, oh, I mean, wow. they, they got all, all into it.
0: All right. And that was
3: just one facet of the many games that they played. And their stock did ultimately go from, like, 90-some-odd dollars down to 20-some-odd cents in just a, a heartbeat yeah. when everything went south. So, yeah.
0: Here's my takeaway from that story. The next time somebody is doing something pretty shady, I am going to say they got that big Enron energy. Big,
3: that big E energy. <laughs> I don't think anybody else will get it, but you're welcome to say
0: it. <laughs> this was good stuff. Uh, that is my major takeaway from today. So I'm glad you told me that story. It's good. I hope maybe you all who are listening maybe <laughs>
3: learned something a little bit more valuable and applicable. Did you what, what else? What else was awesome for you today? Anything else? I'm
0: telling you that range, the rage clean that was that the, was awesome. That was the highlight. Also, it's a lot of awesome in one day. Also, a little teaser. This we're going to do a little segment called Teaser Tuesday. Uh, yeah, because it's Tuesday for you guys, Monday for me. I recorded the brand new episode of Sorta Awesome that's coming out this week. Yes, you did with my friend and co-host Kelly Gordon. She's back on the show. She's been away for a little bit. Uh, We recorded a great episode, part two of a discussion about things we wish we had known or that someone had told us.
3: Was there any biggie energy there?
0: Big Enron energy? No, it was all like good stuff. No one was being shady. No one was trying to cheat the system that I know of.
3: That's true. Someone's always cheating the system. You can count on that.
0: Okay. So, anyway, that's coming up on Friday on our main show.
3: You should listen to the main show. Thank you. You really should. I hope people will. If you hate this, you should listen to the main (laughs) show. But if you love this, you should listen to the main show. (laughs) Right?
0: Yes. Okay, I think that's it. All right.
3: Well, have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye.
2: A scandal is an action or event regarded as morally or legally wrong and causing general public outrage. The Enron scandal was about something both morally and legally wrong. Arguably. The only people who were outraged were those who had stock that went up and then down. Way down. Is it accurate to call it a scandal? Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found.
3: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything
0: Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?